With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome, welcome. It is, yes, it is Taco Tuesday here in very cloudy Mexico. It's, it's been cloudy for a number of days. Dark, dark clouds um, ahead, um, literally, and I think also figuratively speaking. We've got some of our regular guests coming back today. First hour Canadian author Terry Wolf will be joining us. He's literally been seen by millions on TikTok. And Lynn Taylor of CommonCoreDiva.com returning to talk more uh, United Abominations and Globalism. Uh, what's happening in the world? I always like to start with a good tweet or two. Uh, I like this one from Red Pill Bot. Uh, it says, ways to disassociate from the system. Avoid fast food restaurants and chain restaurants. Learn to cook, make meals from scratch, shop at local farmers markets, grow your own. Use natural remedies instead of pharmaceuticals, homeschool, install Linux. And uh, Zoltan Koskovics out in Hungary, geopolitical analyst at the Budapest based center for fundamental rights tweets so just to be clear on this the eurocrats spent a cartload of money on their pet war in the ukraine hundreds of thousands of ukrainians got killed about three times that many got maimed and they are losing this is peak liberal foreign policy and he also caught um uh, uh this was a good catch from him he was commenting on alex soros the son of George Soros meeting with the Czech president uh, and Zoltan says it never ceases to amaze me how some people think this is okay Soros represents political influence bought with money that is all he represents and I was just last night looking through more of Alex Soros photos with all of the world leaders and he's got this insane ridiculous um grin laugh just pasted to his face it, and it really it just screams out like he's got this laugh with all of these these world leaders that basically says um, we really we're running the show here you know we are in charge um really disgusting and I'm hoping actually to have Zoltan on my geopolitics and empire podcast soon I did get a response from him today he's out there in Hungary so that will be interesting uh, and a story that was somehow missed from El País, Spanish newspaper from just a couple days ago. I'm using the translation here. It says, did the Minister of Health go against COVID-19 vaccine? So basically, there's been a controversy now by the um, Minister of Health in Colombia. This is in Colombia. Guillermo Alfonso Jaramillo by stating that the vaccines against COVID were an experiment on international scale in which all Colombians without knowing it were participants. He said, quote, all the Colombians who are vaccinated served for the greatest experiment that has been carried out in the entire history of humanity. So uh, that is um, very interesting. Jumping up to Canada, Tamara Leach, one of the people leading the Freedom Convoy uh, protest, I believe, 
some good news in her defense national post is um reporting that organizing a protest is not illegal not even the freedom convoy defense lawyers argue at trial and so it seems like the totalitarian Canadian government is having trouble finding evidence to take uh, Tamara Lich down uh, and so for now they're saying you know this protest was not an illegal act that's some good news hopefully she doesn't get in trouble um, this was also interesting from Washington Free Beacon exclusive I think today yesterday Microsoft helped Chinese state-run media outlets disseminate propaganda as part of previously unreported partnership agreements I did a fantastic interview with Peruvian professor on my podcast geopolitics and empire a few years back I, I need to get him back on uh where he specifically talked about this how in the 1990s Microsoft penetrated China Bill Gates namely set up the Microsoft centers there got really buddy buddy with the CCP uh and then one of the examples he gave was how Hu Jintao Chinese president at the time when he visited the U.S his first visit was not to Washington he skipped the president and went straight to Seattle uh to meet with Bill Gates which really that tells you who's running uh the show and so this is not surprising if you understand uh, some of these things it says that Microsoft uh, signed collaboration deals with state-run Chinese media outlets including China Daily and People's Daily which is the latter which is the official newspaper of the Central Committee of the Chinese government summaries of the deal state Microsoft would provide China Daily with technology that lets the paper target potential readers and gave the People's Daily access to an AI bot specially designed to be controlled and censored by the CCP uh that uh, also interesting visual capitalist uh, has just published um uh I guess some research on how much do Americans trust the media seems to be at an uh, all-time it's reached its lowest point in six years very much not a, a surprise uh and just really crazy scenes today I never believe I'd I'd see this Kim Jong-un uh, of North Korea is crying on camera urging women to stop the country's falling birth rates um I never thought I'd uh see the day but uh Kim Jong-un the the hardcore dictator of North Korea is crying what's 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 going on here is this an AI uh no idea all right a quick reminder if you got a suggestion for a possible guest or host you'd like to hear on TNT radio or uh, maybe a topic you feel we should discuss we'd love to hear from you uh, fill out the suggestion form at tntradio.live or message any individual presenter uh, through our respective contact forms uh, help us make a difference on TNT radio your voice heard here the government needs to step up and do its job today's news talk radio TNT Israeli officials are investigating allegations that some traders made substantial stock market pro profits on the basis of advanced knowledge of the October 7th Hamas made substantial stock market pro profits on the basis of advanced knowledge of the October 7th Hamas terror attacks this is a deja vu for me here uh, here with the story joining me now is TNT Radio news producer Adam Clark aka Ruckus 
deja vu. Don't you hate it when that happens? Um, Authorities acknowledged a probe was underway following the December 3rd release of a damning report titled Trading in Terror? Question mark wherein two university law professors indicated that, quote, days before the attack, short selling of Israeli securities on the Tel Aviv stock exchange increased dramatically, end quote. In their massive 66-page report, uh, SEC Commissioner Robert Jackson Jr., a professor at New York University, and Columbia University Professor Joshua Mitz noted that much attention has been paid to how Hamas may have financed the attacks, but, quote, little attention has been given to trading in securities markets in advance of October 7th, an important omission given the relative sizes of the cryptocurrency and securities markets, end quote. Five days prior to the slaughter of at least 1,200 people by Hamas terrorists, Quote, nearly 100% of the off-exchange trading volume in the MSCI Israel ETF consisted of short selling, end quote. Nearly 100%. Wow. The researchers highlighted how short selling in early October greatly exceeded the short selling that occurred during other times of crisis, such as the financial crisis, the 2014 Israel-Gaza war, and the COVID-19 scamdemic. They also ruled out seasonality and random chance as being uh, explaining this away. Uh, Short selling entails borrowing a security, selling it on the open market, then buying it back later for significantly less money. How convenient. Short sellers profit from a drop in a security's price. Let's see, according to the report, quote, days before the attack, traders appeared to anticipate the events to come. On October 2nd, short interest in the MSCI Israel Exchange Traded Fund ETF suddenly and significantly spiked. And just before the attack, short selling of Israeli securities on the Tel Aviv stock exchange increased dramatically, said the report. Um also, sorry, further from the report is, quote, from for one Israeli company alone, 4.43 million new shares sold short over the September 14 to October 5th period yielded profits approximately worth, I'm going to convert it to American dollars, $862 million on that additional short selling, end quote. Jackson and Mitz observed suspicious patterns going back to at least April when Hamas was reportedly beginning to plan its attacks. The the duo, excuse me, determined that, quote, traders informed about the coming attacks profited from these tragic events, end quote, by short selling on the U.S. and Israeli stock exchanges. While the researchers could not ascertain who the traders were, Israeli authorities appear keen to find out. The Israel Security Israel Securities Authority told Reuters, quote, the matter is known to the authority and is under investigation by all the relevant parties, end quote. Reuters indicated a spokesman for the securities regulator would not elaborate and that Israeli police did not provide comment. Jonathan Macy, a professor at Yale Law School, told CNN that, quote, regulators appear to lack the ability to discover the entities responsible for this trading which is unfortunate, end quote. Harbori, do they lack the ability to discover the entities responsible for this trading or they just don't want to uh, reveal, um, you know, 
their secrets. What do you think about all this one? Pretty wild. Yeah, well, when you say, did they lack the ability? You know, apparently the IRS doesn't lack the ability to um, investigate uh, crypto tax in, in, invaders. You know, this was from Coin Telegraph yesterday. IRS team reports rise in crypto tax investigations. The, the IRS unit investigated failures to disclose crypto holdings and report on capital gains for transactions. So they are, I guess, uh, um, increasingly going after U.S citizens who are not reporting their crypto dealings and you know that, that's something i've been talking about for a long time i report you know any donations i get from crypto uh, i i'm clean as a whistle there but um you know this this when i said this is deja vu th they called october 7 israel's 9 11 they weren't kidding you know the american 9 11 was a false flag operation and there was insider trading that people like James Rickards, Pentagon advisor, um, you know, I think he was one of the the first to blow the whistle on that. Uh, and so there was people who knew what was going to happen go down um, on September 11th, 2001, and made the correct trades or shorts against airline uh, airlines uh, and now uh, here we go again right the same same formula here with these october 7 um uh, attacks insider trading they call it israel's 9 11 false flag actually today uh, i'll be pu publishing on my website geopoliticsnamper.com um an original analysis from ian davis on that having been a false flag operation uh and so it's it's really not surprising and you know they'll they will uncover the perpetrators when they feel like it and when they don't feel like it they won't you know look just look at j6 right um yeah let's let's not make videos available let's not go after ray apps but let's go after just uh, american citizens who had nothing to do with anything by the way with J good news with j6 owen schroyer will be released uh, i think in two or three days uh early so that's some good news but what do you make of this insider uh, or, or this, uh, the, these trades um, before October 7th. So are you saying that something like this has happened before in history? I'm just absolutely shocked, Rory. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, clearly, like, um, I actually kind of reported on this earlier today for Charlie Robinson. Um, and I'll, I'll reiterate something I pointed out there is, I mean, it's just one more one more smoking gun to a pile of smoking guns that just shows how much this clearly was a, a some sort of a false flag attack. And actually, I've been curious because I've been hearing other people commenting about this kind of thing. Is it still considered a false flag attack if it's they didn't necessarily like, you know, do a full false flag where it's some of their own people dressed up as a, an opposing army using the wrong flag to you know you know imply that this other army was involved and they weren't whereas the the pearl harbor thing where they just kind of let it happen is that still called a false flag or is there a special word for this kind of operation in in my book all of that is uh, a false flag you know pearl harbor i got you can see right behind me day of deceit uh the book by former u.s navy man robert stinnett i believe uh, and I was actually taught this by a fa uh, Hungarian, my geopolitics um, instructor in Geneva, uh, that what the U.S. did was they deliberately put Japan's back against the wall to force them to attack the U.S. first, and the U.S. was not going to do anything. It, as Daniela Ganser calls it, the let it happen 
on purpose. Lee hop for me that, that that's all just variation of false flag uh, operation because you you know it's coming and you're gonna sacrifice your own citizens. Uh, so that is a false flag, which otherwise you would have you know shouted from the bullhorn, hey. They're about to attack us. Let's anticipate it and and and, and stop it. But but no, they they, they didn't. Uh, all right, Ruckus, catch up with you in a bit. We got Terry Wolf coming on Wolfpox.com. Feel free to call in and chat with us. We'll be right back. TNT Radio's Kate Shamarani. Don't stop taking prescription medication. Always go and see your indoctrinated GP, always. But with psychiatric drugs, you have to actually wean off them. They're very addictive and you have to wean off them. Now, I find all this really concerning. But what I cannot get my head around is the worst drug of all. They just let it on the market all the time. Sugar, 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 sugar. And then that's not even to bring in like MSG, monosodium glutamate. And and I, if I, I can say, you know, you go into one of these garages and you see all the people going for food. There's nothing to eat in there. I very rarely can find anything to eat in any of these places. And if you go into the supermarket, there's only the first two aisles that have got real food. The rest, it's not food. And I see what people buy. I've covertly actually filmed people's trolleys, not them, don't get all excited, but I have filmed trolleys uh, to have a look what people are buying and it's shocking because what you eat determines what your brain's going to be like and your teenager's brains do not stop developing till they're about 25 years of age. Kate Shimarani on TNT Radio. I'm just going to do a little voice I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me, and I was trying to figure it out, and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day, looked at myself in the mirror, and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything. Did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before, but you made it into a problem, and now your body image issues are worse. That's not supposed to happen. What do we do now? D-Trans, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to PragerU.com. The conversation continues. I don't believe it, and I think that's a terrible position that I am in, that I don't trust my government. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Not only is it Taco Tuesday, it's Terry Wolf Tuesday. He's the author of a number of books, Maybe Everyone is Wrong, Fire in the Rabbit Hole, uh, his website, wolfpox.com, winterchristian.substack.com. He's been seen by millions on TikTok. And uh, how's it going, Terry? It's going good. 
uh, glad to be back. Uh, although I wonder how often I can come back because I, I just keep seeing more and more legislation being passed in Canada that's censoring, banning, and apparently turning uh, popular common sense beliefs into hate speech. So, you know, I, I hope I get to keep coming back here, but I don't know how long, uh, how long I'll be able to at this rate. Well, I mean, you know, Leo, Leo Hoffman, uh, he's been on TNT before. He's a great uh, blogger. I mean, he's very cyanide pill. He just published um, today. He said, uh, in order to truly enforce a dystopian society, they're going to crash the dollar um, and the rest of the global fiat currencies, replace them with digital, with CBDCs, require biometric digital IDs of all people with your digital ID tied to your bank account. And once this enforcement mechanism is in place, it's game over. He says, I believe this is all set to be accomplished by the end of 2025. That means 2024 will be a pivotal year in which a series of crises are launched aimed at getting more of us into a desperate situation for only a desperate people will accept a life of techno slavery and 24 seven surveillance states. So he says, live free, never comply, use cash whenever possible, never submit to a digital ID. There's been too much compliance already, which is why we stand at the door of domination by these evil parasites. So, and I'm hearing other people as well talk about 24, 2024, 2025. And so the doors, you're right, Terry, the doors might be closing, uh, but uh, there were two stories in particular to start with. One from Canada, which I mentioned earlier, Ontario. Uh, no, uh, it says the Bloc Québécois Party is citing growing tensions in Canada as a reason reason to remove religion as a defense against hate speech. And Jack Fonseca of Campaign Life Coalition, he puts it this way, uh, and and I've probably yourself too, I've had this thought in my head I've probably talked about it 5 10 15 20 years ago you know for us Christians we've we've seen this writing on the wall and Jack says quote I fear this bill is not at all about protecting Jews from violence I believe its real purpose is to allow Christians to be charged with hate speech in the future for expressing peaceful biblical beliefs about homosexuality and transgenderism, end quote. We've seen here in Mexico, a female politician from the state of Colima, I talked about this a few, just maybe two years ago. All she did was on her personal Facebook post a quote from the Bible, which said homosexuality is a sin. She was fired from her job um, working for the Mexican government in Colima maybe two years ago. So I think we're already beginning to see uh this sort of stuff you get street preachers being arrested in uk i just well, here's I, I forgot about this over the weekend two christian pastors here in mexico were uh arrested for preaching uh open air so yeah there you go y your thoughts on, on this uh, this article uh from LifeSite news that this response from uh this lawyer talking about where this is leading. I think this is a very important issue. People need to check it out for themselves and see what's being said because th they make great points. Like if you're calling for violence, that's already illegal. You know, if you're if you're already inciting people and you're threatening people, um, you know, that's already against the law or you can be charged. You're not necessarily going to be, but you know, the basis is already there. So hate speech doesn't add anything relevant legally to the situation 
it's just a way of focusing in on a group and saying that when you say something that isn't violent, it isn't against the law in any traditional sense, now there's a just this vague element of hate that they can throw in there. Um, and of course, we, we have to connect this with another story that I saw of young adults in Great Britain. Uh, there's a survey done that says, they would you support banning the Bible uh, for hate speech? And the poll said that 25, no, almost 25% of young British people would support banning the Bible because uh, it has hate speech in it. So that was done by Whitestone Insights. People can go look up that article. It's on a bunch of different websites. It's just from uh, yesterday. So banning the Bible and making it illegal to say peaceful criticisms, peaceful religious beliefs, you know, not even targeting a specific individual and saying this person is a condemned sinner or whatever it is somebody might say, just repeating messages from the Bible and evangelizing, just promoting biblical beliefs is the Bible. I've said for ages, you know, I expect they will take off the mask someday and they will ban it. And then Christians will have to decide for themselves. Are you willing to be actually persecuted for what you believe? Or is that when you, you, you decide to fold and say, okay, I'm going to just shut my mouth and go along with whatever these people who hate me say, because they're the ones with the real hate. They hate Christians. And this is why I say we, we are beta testers for the mark of the beast system. All the people during COVID-1984 who refused to wear masks, have their temperature checked, use QR codes. Um, you know, you, you were um, beta testing basically the mark of the beast system. And, 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 and I just wanted to read real quick this donnie darkened who i had on the program a couple weeks back he just put out a new post uh, he says babylon the current system we live under will fall and from its ashes the beast kingdom will arise the real new world order uh the beast rises in, as an advocate for humanity which the elite of this system are clearly against the suspicious transparency of the current systems incompetence and corruption is becoming too great for the masses to ignore much longer this is by design the beast will lead humanity into defeating Babylon, and through its destruction will come the spiritual awakening of mankind, um, of our global Christ consciousness. This will be the Luciferian age in which mankind will see themselves as gods and create heaven and earth, as has been perpetuated by occult mystery school teachers channeled by their spirit guides or ascended masters, uh, demons. And this rebe rebellious age coming is an age where mankind glorifies itself above the old ancient gods from the outdated re religions of old this will include the true god of the bible who will be seen as an archaic lesser demurge whose followers must be stamped out by the newly awakened masses uh a mouthful there we're going to take a quick break for our headlines this is today's news talk radio tnt here is the news for tnt radio news this is james o'neill Israeli ambassador to the United Nations has accused left-wing financier activist George Soros of funding non-governmental groups that allegedly backed Hamas terrorists and seek the destruction of Israel. A tug-of-war over the resource-rich Essequibo territory is on the horizon as Venezuela and Guyana increase the military presence at their shared border. Montreal Mayor Valerie Plante is said to be out of danger after she suddenly took ill during a press conference on December 5th. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 
365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. We continue the discussion with Canadian author Terry Wolf, wolfpox.com. Go there to check out his books. Uh, you'll find his channels uh, on Telegram and TikTok um, and winterchristian.substack.com. Lately, he's been uh, putting out a, a high quantity of stacks, which I've been enjoying. Uh, and, and you also shared, uh, I've got no idea what's going on here, but tell us about you know Tucker Carlson, R- Roseanne Barr, the Nephilim. What, what, what's going on here? Yeah, well, I just saw this recently. I think it's from uh, two days ago or so, from, from this week, basically. Tucker Carlson going on Roseanne Barr's podcast. Uh, he was Tucker Carlson was on a couple of podcasts recently where he's sort of just letting loose. He's really, you know, he's fired from Fox. He doesn't have to, you know, censor himself. And so uh, he was on uh, Theo Vaughn's podcast, the comedian who's, you know, he was swearing, he was being offensive. He was, you know, they were just, you know, clearly uh, not being censored. And Tucker Carlson was really enjoying it. It was a funny podcast. I listened to it here. I haven't listened to this whole thing yet. I've seen clips, uh, but the Roseanne Barr podcast, she's a conspiracy theorist for sure. She loves Alex Jones. She she talks about all sorts of esoteric things. She's into the mystical side of things as well. And they get into discussion of the nature of the elites. And, uh, you know, it goes kind of along the same line as what David Icke or Alex Jones talks about where at some level they get into the religious mystical side of it by saying that the elites, uh, you know, they believe that they're part of a sacred bloodline, that they they contract their DNA to ancient rulers and possibly demigods like the the Nephilim from the Bible, the fallen angels that were before the flood that God destroyed in the flood. And, and so they just are starting to talk about this openly. Tucker Carlson and Roseanne Barr, it's one of the most surreal things to watch because um, although Tucker Carlson says, you know, I have no idea, you know, what what's really going on, he is indulging it. And then I saw a different clip where Roseanne Barr is talking about Tartaria and Tucker Carlson is talking about how uh, history is all a lie. And he doesn't go into specifics. So he's still sort of dodging, you know, a theory, a particular theory. But he's talking about how all of history is a lie and how, uh, you know, she brings up Tartaria. They're talking about the Nephilim. These are things I directly talk about in my book, Fire in the Rabbit Hole. And they talk about rabbit holes. It's very popular now to advertise that you've gone down these rabbit holes. You know the the hidden information that they're trying to hide from us and and why are they hiding it from us? and and so I'm very wary of this. And now it's, I don't know how many views this podcast has, but Tucker Carlson is on it. So we'll probably get millions of views. And I, I just find it, I don't know if you think it's as surreal as I do, but this is now just part of the mainstream culture. It's like the the Gnostic occult coming out, you know, this great awakening. I've been having guests on thinking along the same lines, you know, uh, Ben Massman last week, Texas architect, Christian 
um, from Panama. He, this is one of the top three things he's looking at. Donnie Darkened, of course, who's got 100,000 followers on Twitter. We had him on. He's talking about, I'm looking at this, you know, and I still get people who won't leave me alone with the no virus stuff. You know, I think yeah. I put it in the same category as um, Flat Earth, QAnon, no virus. Every month now, I literally was recovering from a serious, you know, sinus infection. I've had to take antibiotics. It was a complication with the respiratory thing. My kids are getting, you know, one kid gets ill, her friends get get ill, uh, then I, I get ill. Um, I'm literally experiencing contagion, <laughs> yeah. literally every month now. And these people just come and say, it's, you know, GMOs or 5G. I just watched last night an hour long documentary because uh, I studied history. I studied medieval history and it was a great one hour long documentary on medieval history. They talk about the, bu the bubonic plague. The Black Death, which wiped out like half of England. And I'm like, was it 5G? Was it GMO, you know, a thousand years ago? What was it? They can't explain that. And, you know, Chris Skye was talking about this as well recently. And I'm, I'm yeah, he was. I'm just not, I'm not gonna, I, I don't even have, the, I don't even wanna play, I don't even want to respond. I'm like, I'm not even interested in this. Let, you know, let's move on. But, um, I, I think what you're talking about is th th this is part of this whole great, great awakening, false light white magicians as they call it you know you got the black and white occult magicians uh and so we're gonna i guess terry we'll see how this great awakening uh you know m moves forward um you know any other thoughts on that before looking at the carbon passports no i just i'm gonna have to watch this full interview i guess to see what they actually say uh because uh the fact that they bring it up is and then they humor it is interesting but uh you know i would be interested to see if they're actually endorsing it or if they if they end up saying that it's kind of crazy too, so I'll just keep an eye on that. Uh, I, yeah, the the passport stuff, carbon passports. CNN travel says it's time to limit how often we can travel abroad. Carbon passports may be the answer. So although they definitely say the editor's note says the views expressed are solely that of the writer, CNN is you know not endorsing it per se. I mean, obviously they host the article so um talking about heat waves and how you know climate crisis is getting so crazy you may have to have rationing of travel and uh you know this has been discussed by the uk parliament in 2008 already obviously the paris agreements are the justification this supposed science that we need to you know stop all carbon in order to prevent the world from heating up but obviously we know uh the smart city control grid concept very well by now and it's just uh, interesting to see more and more articles coming out openly talking about the what is essentially again carbon lockdowns climate lockdowns under different names i mean the, the writer you know this is coming out of west what is it west Westminster, right? It's always the British elites. You know, a lot of this stuff is coming out. Uh, you know, may maybe one of Satan's main thrones is out there in London. But he actually says the idea of a carbon passport, the idea of a carbon passport centers on each traveler being assigned a yearly carbon allowance that they cannot exceed. These allowances can then ration travel. I like how they say this concept may seem extreme. 
But the idea of a personal carbon allowances is not new. A similar concept was discussed by UK in 2008. I thought I thought he was going to say, I you know the similar concept was deployed in the Soviet Un Union and Nazi Germany. You know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know exactly. It's, but we're, we're here now, Terry. It's on CNN now. This is mainstream talking points. And you know, when they're we're at this stage, this is right before they begin implementation. The European Union now, they're rolling out next year, um, 2025, I think. They, they, again, they have to delay this project, the ETIAS system, where now non-Europeans have to pay a 10 euros and fill out an online form form to ask for permission. You know, they got to check your social credit system if you're thought criminal or, or, or dissident. That that's going to determine now if you can even enter the EU, um, Europe, and then this is like the next step uh, after that. And they're, they're building this all out. I can't believe we're here, uh, Terry. Yeah, but, you know, there's I, a. I've been. Mm -hmm, go ahead. I was just going to say there's an, a line in here. There's an organization called Intrepid Travel. They they put out a report that's that predicts that carbon passports will be a thing by 2040. And then they say that uh, so, you know they've basically been tiptoeing towards it already in different laws and restrictions, and so it could be faster than that. So 2040, you know, it's 2023 going to 2024. It's not far away, and you know your kids will grow up just oh I I don't have the the permission to flee the country. You know if if uh, somebody invades, I can't fly because I've used up my rations already. Like it's just a permanent slave slave position where you have to ask permission uh if you can move if you can breathe if you can do anything everything requires carbon so uh, it's just this is slavery and it's just they're just saying 2040 get get ready for it get used to it for me the jury is still out on how finite our energy is um i've talked to some experts on the program but i still cannot make up my mind as to you know how much water there is and in, in, in oil but i'm still tending to think that we it, it's you know it's uh, renewable that's that's it's renewable energy water uh, petroleum you know i think it's abiotic again it does not come from dinosaur bone bones from my perspective you know that theory is based on evolution which is false the dinosaur bones thing um but if you have a biblical worldview, you believe in creation and the flood, that that cannot explain it. Then oil is abiotic; it regenerates. Then the question is, from within the earth, uh, how fast does it regenerate? Um, so I'm I'm still not sure uh, on on that. You know whether there it, we are reaching a point with peak energy, and then that those are the reasons for the lock the carbon lockdowns. Or it's just all an entire scam, and and they just um, want to put us in, in in prison. And so your further thoughts on that, as well as the COP twenty eight, you had the IMF dictator di director um, Georgieva, I think is her name, talking about these this global carbon tax, and basically again they want to bring us back to medi medieval times. Well, one thing for sure, whatever is happening with the energy, they're not looking into new nuclear technology nobody is building these new apparently the nuclear you know technology has gotten uh, multitudes more refined and safer and better you can have very small nuclear reactors now that run very safely and the waste is basically recycled and uh scott adams talked about this years ago 
when this was really heating up as a as a discussion point. And it's just not even on the table. Nobody talks about it. It's solar panels and these windmills and these crappy technologies that break apart and, and cost millions of dollars and require lithium and all these things from these poor countries. And then they're ignoring this other giant elephant in the room of a potential solution, not to mention hydrolysis and these other energies that can convert water into hydrogen on demand, on the spot. I've seen it. TikTok, you know, I'm in that algorithm. I see prototypes being created by people where they're creating engines that are running on water because the electrolysis, the conversion into hydrogen is happening on the spot so quickly that it can work that way. So they're not looking at that. Instead, it's all about controlling carbon and controlling what you can do. Here's the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, saying uh, that there needs to be a global carbon tax on citizens to punish them for using energy. And, you know, just just saying that it will increase pricing of everything. And then once the pricing gets high enough, people can't afford it. And that'll just solve the problem. You tax people into submission. And uh, and so, again, the, the leaders only want control. They don't want solutions. And that's the thing to pay attention to. Someone in the interactive live chat says, does anyone else feel guilty for breathing? Uh, so yeah, feel free <laughs> to yet. leave leave uh, your comments in the chat. We'll we'll read them uh, on air. If you've got questions, you can call in as well. It's time for our break. We shall return with his expert analysis and opinion. This is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. These are parlous times for liberty in the United States and for the Constitution and the rule of law. House Republicans have joined with their Democrat colleagues to oust. Republican Representative George Santos, only the sixth member to ever be removed from the lower legislative chamber. Three were removed in 1861 after they joined the Confederacy, and the other two following their convictions of the crimes of which they were accused. Santos has been accused of fraud crimes but not convicted. This is a premature, preemptive strike by Republicans on one of their own, and it sets a dangerous precedent. Now, I hold no grief for George Santos. He seems, quite frankly, like a wingnut. But it's up to the constituents of his district to remove him from office, absent a criminal conviction. This is just one more episode in the long history of Republicans bowing to Democrat will. It seems as though when Democrats win elections, they get their own way. And when Republicans win elections, Democrats still get their own way. This is why we're so upset with the Republican Party. Grow a pair, stand up, and say no to the other side. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. The challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit heavy. The animals haven't eaten in a day, two days, they haven't drank anything, they're cold, they're dehydrated. As soon as we started our descent, everywhere I could see was mud, just absolutely mud. You know, the country has been in prolonged for drought so long, it was like a tinderbox waiting to go up. Okay, very heavy. Each of us wants to be part of the solution, and we can be. Remember that there's good happening right now. At home. All right, we were able to get into your unit and we have all four of your cats. So, uh... Okay. And around the world. For any animal in any disaster. So let's focus on that, right? 
Be part of the solution, one rescue at a time. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready. Critically analyzing global affairs. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment with author out in Canada, Terry Wolf. Check out his website at wolfpox.com, winterchristian.substack.com. And just to add to what you were saying, um, although, Terry, they did, there was an agreement at COP28, I think 20 countries agreed to, I think it was triple their um, investments in nuclear. Uh, and China is building nuclear reactors like crazy. I think they're up to close to 60 reactors uh, or in the process of of getting to 60. And so it it seems like some countries are moving in that direction. Although I, I'm hoping when it comes to carbon passports and carbon rations, um, that I get triple the rations because I got three passports and three citizenships. So <laughs> I think te- technically you, you know, if they're going to do that by citizenship, by country, you know, you're going to get your carbon ration as an American, then I should get my carbon ration as a Mexican, <laughs> carbon ration as a Cro- EU, a Croatian citizen. So uh we'll see but you also caught this story about new york city driving tax and we've seen states in the us i think in the uk as well eu countries look to implementing this what's going on here yeah it's a story about uh 15 tolls being likely uh for new york city uh to deal with the heavy traffic um you know just 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 quickly here it's saying that uh, commercial trucks will probably pay $36 a day regular cars will pay $15 a day taxis would have a uh, $1.25 per fare and uh ride hail apps like Uber and Lyft will tack on an extra 250 per ride and so you know all of it again just like taxing it's a it's a form of tax it's there to tax you into changing your behaviors um and I don't live in a big city. I don't have to deal with the traffic. I would hate it. Um, I, I don't like traffic, but um, I don't think this is a, a great solution. And, you know, improving mass transit, subways, that kind of thing seems a lot more logical to me. Uh, and if they're really worried about it, like I said, there there are engines that can run on water and have hydrogen. It's just being suppressed. Um, you know, it's it's not considered to be viable meanwhile elon musk teslas are supposed to be the solution but they batteries are exploding and they you know use up this precious minerals and that's allowed so i think it's a lot of uh technological suppression and then next thing you know you have these tolls these congestion programs apparently they've wanted to do it for decades but now because the hysteria around the climate stuff and tying it in with health has gotten bad enough now they're actually pushing it through so I'd be curious if anyone is in New York, what you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I've seen reports in Australia. They wanted to in- introduce these taxes for, you know, coming into the city or using certain highways in the U.S. and Europe. Um, it's interesting. I haven't really seen reports um, in the non-Western world of them uh, applying this. Uh, again, I think it all comes down to technocratic, communistic uh fascistic world government where you know in order to get the world government you've got to have a more or less level economic playing field between or all nations so you got to take down 
the West um, to, to create this supranational union. Um, True, yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you've got the ULES in UK, the, the ultra low emission zone. It's the same concept. Uh, and I, I shared this fascinating clip from Arthur C. Clark. I, I think you saw it where he basically predicted half a century ago um starlink rural digital nomads i mean he was talking about the future where uh he, he said doctors surgeons will be you know in in like europe operating on a um what do you call it a patient in in another part of the world you know through technology remotely. which is remotely uh, and I think alluding to things like where people will be able to work. I think he said the future is suburban, where people will be able to work from their homes, communicate, work, you know, doctors doing surgeries. That's like all you need is a Starlink. Uh, I can go to the hills uh, where there's not even cell phone reception here in Mexico uh, and, and do this broadcast from a mountain in, in Mexico. Literally, I can, I can do that. Uh, and so it's just strange how they knew all of this, half, how, how they could make these extrapolations. Uh, your, your thoughts well, cert certain people can you know, extrapolate from where technology leads and that's what that's what we do in a lot of other cases and um and and he was on the frontier that he because they had satellites that was basically what opened the door to it it was that early and and i i will say that in regards to like new york traffic and stuff one of the big complaints about that is just let people work from home you know why are there all these office buildings still being used because of the lockdowns people proved that remote work does in fact function and a lot of people didn't want to go back to office buildings it seemed arbitrary it didn't actually speed up productivity and i've never had to work in a big office building and commute to work but it makes perfect sense to me that if you have the internet you have high speed internet you shouldn't have to be driving hours you know into the city to 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 sit in an office and do the same job you could do from home so again these solutions never seem to be about actually solving the problem it's about creating a problem and then you can use that as a pretext to implement a control system and uh, here you have the you know the eu voting in favor of mandatory interconnected digital patient health records for all citizens same kind of thing make the health system bad enough and then require digital health records because you know we can't keep track of all the people and their health problems well you could before but now you've just made the service worse and now suddenly we have to have this digital id we know that major hospitals have been hacked by cyber attacks all the time already and so now we're gonna have digital ids where all everything you do is connected to it vulnerabilities open up now we have more cyber attacks that have bigger effects when they do happen and what do you need then you need the mark of the beast you need something that's so huge and so controlling uh, that you can overcome all these concerns about human rights and privacy and all these things just get rid of all that because you made the system bad enough that now this is the final solution i mean look at today's news 23 and me you know the dna company uh profiles of almost 7 million people were, were hacked the, the eu does not need to have centralized control of our medical data uh, and know all this super private information I, I did also want to share this story that was published yesterday by Dr Mercola uh, where he published more information of what happened to him and his employees of 20 years uh where Chase Bank permanently put him and his employees in the algorithm ghetto 
uh, and not just his employees, but the entire family of, of, of the employees, you know, the, the, the spouse and the children are forever barred from opening a, a bank account at Chase Bank. And he writes, quote, no, something else prompted Chase Bank to close our accounts. And the most likely reason, this is Mercola writing, the most likely reason appears to be the bank's relationships to the technocratic control network that is trying to usher in a one world totalitarian government. Since our debanking, we've discovered that Chase Bank has several connections to entities that are pushing the Orwellian dystopia, that is the Great Reset, both domestically and internationally, by debanking me, my CEO, CFO, their spouses and children, actually barring them for life, Chase Bank has given people a foretaste of how CBDCs and social credit scores will be used to control us. Um, and the way I see it is that, uh, you know, probably more banks will sign up with DHS, CISA, um, this global technocratic system, DARPA, CIA, Bank of International Settlements, you know, I've got a Scotia Bank account here in Mexico. Scotia Bank, I think, is Canadian, but it's it's global ultimately. They debanked Jeremy McKenzie earlier this year, Canadian military veteran. I just feel it's I don't have much money, and I feel it's a matter of time before I get a call from Scotia Bank Mexico saying, and we're gonna close your account because they've like Chase, Scotia Bank has signed up with the globalist technocratic control grid, and one by one, probably we will have this happening uh but you know nick vujicic the serbian australian no a man with no limbs he's creating the pro-life bank so maybe you know maybe we'll be able to still buy and sell uh terry with uh nick's uh, having an account at nick's um pro-life bank we got a little over two minutes left any other thoughts well this is what people are hoping that web 3.0 and bitcoin will solve um but you know again we've been tracking that and I'm not sure I, I I can put any stakes in that. I wouldn't want my life savings in Bitcoin. Um, so, yeah, I would just say that you know we've seen what people do when they want to cancel somebody uh, online, even in just normal communities like Twitch and Reddit and and just social media accounts. You have this swarming effect where once somebody's marked for death, all these other communities that aren't even related, where there's been no violations, they all team up to ban that person across communities, across these different organizations. And the same thing can happen in the banking world. And that's ultimately how you kind of have this hive mind, mark of the beast-like uh, effect happening where, you know, if this, I can't believe that they banned his kids from opening a bank account there. Like, that's just, I've never even heard of that. I didn't think that was going to happen. That's crazy that um, a guy's kids would be banned from opening a bank account, a normal service everybody needs. Uh, so, yeah, it is. It is terrifyingly immediate and real uh, how these people are persecuting innocent people for their thoughts. I mean, it's it's happening right now. And I know someone in the chat was saying fear is a sin, and I would agree. I'm I'm no longer, um, you know, I've gone through the five stages of grief. I'm just laughing at this all. When they shut my accounts, I'm just gonna be like, it's just really something to be going through this. Terry, it's really something to be alive in this day and age. Well, uh, I look forward to chatting you with, with you next week real quick. Tell us where we can find you. Uh, check out winterchristian.substack.com. That's the best place to find my new content right now. Next time we'll have to talk about your latest writings. I've been uh, enjoying them. Uh, so talk to you next week. Terry, I'll be back uh, after this. Thank you.